Are you concerned about your feminine health? Do you have questions or concerns that you aren't quite sure how to discuss with friends or even to seek advice and help? Do you suffer from menstrual problems, bacterial vaginosis, polycystic ovaries, fibroids, endometriosis, or have challenges with fertility? Or perhaps you are looking to plan a family and have your first baby. Any of these areas requires a conscious understanding and a care for your yoni. Ancient holistic methods have been proven to help women to maintain a healthy yoni and become more empowered about their own yoniverse. If any of this resonates, then tune in to today's episode. Welcome back, Soul Tribe. And yes, can you believe we have reached the end of another series? Thanks to all our new and existing listeners, and I hope that you've enjoyed series three. Today's episode, Yoniverse, closes the series on a topic I have wanted to explore for some time now. And by the grace of the universe, I managed to come across Yoni Divinity when looking for my own holistic feminine health products. How great is that? So today, I'm actually really excited that I have the great pleasure to have the guests, the founders of Yoni Divinity, co-founded by Samantha Pascal and Siobhan Mikkel. They are the UK-based brand that provides holistic solutions that will help with Yoni issues that we face as women. Issues such as, but not limited to, thrush, BV, painful periods, vaginal dryness, cysts, irregular or absent periods, blocked tubes, and endometriosis. Their products and services will include Yoni steaming, scrubs, detox pearls, and more. All of the products are handmade in the UK, organic and wrapped in self-love and healing. Their aim is to empower women to understand you know, the purpose of their yoni and care for their yoni, but they want to have communication, information and understanding with refreshment. Their hope and their, their desire is really to allow women to feel comfortable in these areas, to be able to talk and share their thoughts and feelings, providing information for these women and working with partners and professionals to really bring to, the, to their universe yoni divinity as a useful resource. So what better way to welcome these beautiful souls, Samantha and Siobhan, to today's episode. Hey, ladies, how are you doing? Hi, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. Um, I know I've interacted with each of you across different like forms of communication, so it's really lovely to have you both together at the same time. And yeah, it's so funny because the way I came across your page, I literally did the hashtag. So I was trying to get yoni pearls i heard about them a while ago and we're going to get into that a bit more but uh, a friend of mine was sort of in the u.s and she said oh well i could get hold of some i know a really good provider in the u.s and i'm like yo like i don't want to really do that because then you've got to dispatch it to me and you have to like no and then i did order from someone here and unfortunately they ran out of stock look how the universe works they ran out of stock i paid for it they had to refund me and I kind of gave up for about four months, like easy. Then one day I just said, let me just hashtag it. And I was preparing for this series at the same time, hashtagged it, saw your page and was like, yo, they're even called Yoni Divinity. Like how cool is that? And obviously we're the divine feminines. And I was like, I was so drawn to your page. I literally, I didn't, something I took inspired action. I just bought stuff. And me, I normally research a bit. I did read a bit and I did enough. And then I just bought some stuff and I thought, no, let me just give it a shot. And then I think it was you, Samantha, that I then started connecting on the socials and it just flowed from there. I could just feel, yeah. feel your vibe. And I, and you, yeah. And I was just like, this is a blessing because I'm really conscious of being able to care for myself in all ways, right? Mind, body, soul. 
and the yoni is that right and then you were saying to me in a conversation like you called it yoniverse and I was like whoa that's universe yoniverse and then I was like right when we decided to do this episode so thank you for you know being here today I just was like no 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 we've got to use Samantha's term but I just wanted to you to just share like where's the inspiration come from um what for the word yoni yeah 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 like you know, I see the womb as the centre of the universe because it's essentially where all life begins, you know, in whatever species it is. Well, actually not all, but most that um, hold their baby. So that's where, that's where life begins. So that's why I literally thought, universe. And it just, it just sort of came to my mind, literally. I didn't, there wasn't much thought behind it. It just came naturally. Well, you need to copyright that because that's yours. <laughs> And, and even if you guys did some kind of incentive or like initiative around Yoniverse for Yoni Divinity, I think it's a really, it, it like you said, center of the universe. I think how pertinent is that? Like it really is, right? And I think us as women, we don't we don't realize that actually is our center of universe, and we sometimes forget about it. We're thinking about everything else. I mean, life is like that, isn't it? But we just don't really think that that is a place that needs love and nurture and support as well in its own right. And I guess then that kind of sort of says what Yoni is. But do you guys want to tell me what how you would define Yoni? Well, I think obviously Yoni itself, the word Yoni is a um, Indian Hindu language origin, a Sanskrit word. And it's not just about kind of the vagina or the vulva, it's the whole entire womb itself everything that incorporates the female part I think for us especially yoni itself like Sam said it's not just about where life starts but it's actually where our, our us as women where our spiritual intuition starts because there are some women out there that can't unfortunately produce life but for them the womb itself still carries a very very big sacred vessel in itself it's where if we allow people to enter, we share energies. It's where we, for us as women, it's about engulfing. And when you consume something, you take something in. But I feel like a lot of women forget that because it's hidden. It's not the first thing you see. You see your face, you see your hands. You know, if you wear low cut tops, you see your boobs, you see your legs. So those are the things that, people, that women especially tend to usually take care of because that's what's unfortunately socially aesthetically pleasing and a lot of things at the times the things that are covered the things that are unseen are the things that women don't take care of and these are also some of the 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 biggest areas where women have the biggest problems so for us yoni wasn't just about the vagina it didn't just it wasn't just about the physical yeah it was about mental the emotional Mm -hmm. and the spiritual that it also carries that a lot of the time some of us women forget either through covering it up through trauma we've been through through experiences health experiences that we don't really necessarily understand ourselves all of those things combined just like kind of how your mental health will slip so sometimes there's your yoni so it really was important for us to to bring back that spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical understanding of what it means to us as women. I absolutely love the way you've like articulated that because I think every woman, right, 
listening and here now right between us how much how many of us have had some kind of moment growing up in our teenage years when you do like you know you do do it for the first time and that well how your body feels your first period when you know maybe you've gone for a smear test and you're scared there's so many things you may have had a miscarriage you may have had you know, might have caught an STD, you may have had like other kind of thrush or all you're struggling with fertility. Like all of us women at some point have to have experienced at least one of those things, right? And so I think that in itself, for you guys, you know, saying you want to create this community, I think it's really beautiful because it, growing up, I mean, growing up for me, it was scary to talk about. It was scary to even talk about your period. Yeah. And my parents wouldn't really want to, it was like, oh, we don't want to discuss this. (laughs) And ask the question, it's sort of like, okay, maybe I shouldn't ask that. So it's like, you then have to now go and search for answers in whatever way you can find it. So whether that's Google or just if your friends manage to talk about it. But I feel like, like back in the day, it was like, it was very taboo. Like we wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, you're right. And that's involved in that as well, culturally as well and you look at so many different cultures out there and there's different views on periods and what that actually does mean there's different views on sex and what that means and if you go onto google and you're trying to find these answers Mm -hmm. you're hit with all these different things it's like okay so what do I actually do what's actually for me what's you know you run to the NHS or this and that and sometimes even there we've seen you know women of color for example they're not always necessarily trained up best to deal with the issues that we're dealing with as well so just like Sam said you're continually forced to be on this journey of self-discovery until you meet other people who are either going through the same issues and maybe they've had success stories so you try them but then your body's different to that woman so what works for them may not work for you and it's this continuous kind of vicious cycle until you find what works yeah, I agree. And I think what your movement is about, which I I love, it's beautiful. It like touches my heart and soul is if I was a young girl, like 14, 15 and come across your brand back then, don't want to say what decade that was, but <laughs> I would have been like, wow, this is cool. Oh my gosh, I could do this. And like, you know, but back then it was like, you'd go, like you go to the NHS and it was literally take these tablets or do this. And you'd feel really scared. I remember one time I had to take my mum with me and I was so embarrassed because I didn't understand what was going on. And it was almost like I felt disgraced, you know, to actually go to a sexual health clinic. Oh, my God. Like, there's something wrong with me. But no. Right. And it was like called family planning. And that that scared me because I wasn't pregnant at the time, of course, you know, for that situation. But it was like, oh, and it can be so intimidating so off-putting for a young female we've already got enough going on in this world and us women you know there's 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 differences in our body that sometimes is really hard to understand we're growing up and then we're trying to learn about ourselves like you said the journey but those younger women you know I think that this movement it can really empower them so that when they get to like their old ages maybe your age my age they will know they have more wisdom than we had, you know, and that's what I want for them. Obviously, women of our age and older will also then learn too through this. But it's great to be able to empower our younger generation. Right. So I want to kind of ask you before we get into like the products, the services, the benefits of what you guys offer for the only. 
what inspired you to set up the brand Journey Divinity? And I love the name, by the way. I would like to know a bit about who came up with the name too. <laughs> um, so I came up with the name um, Journey Divinity. Um, it was it was a combination of divine feminine. So I was looking into that because I was on my spiritual journey. Um, well, I am on my own spiritual journey. When you know, when the the concept has been in my mind for some time. Yeah. When I really started my spiritual journey was that when I was like, okay, I'm healing. I'm going to also try and help other people heal and like the different attributes. And then obviously it was Yoni. And I was like, how do I combine the two? And then I was like, oh, Yoni divinity. And it literally just came like like that. Um, and then that's where the name came from. That's beautiful. And so I'm just going to say, you are the name one. Like, if we need names, we need to go to you because you just come up with them. Like, I don't know. You just got better. It's got better. It is. It's a struggle, but I, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm good with names. I'm yeah, with yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I think it's really beautiful. It's profound for me because you just said that you were going through your own spiritual journey. And it resonated for you and you wanted to help others. And I can connect with that. That's why I'm here on this podcast. You know, I do this as my commitment to my spiritual journey, but my commitment to humanity. So to be able to partner with other beautiful divine feminines like yourself, beautiful souls that resonate with it. Like how powerful is that for humanity at a time that needs it the most? You know, we are connected. We need to support each other. I don't like seeing women being competitive because there's there's enough for all of us. There's actually us women, by sharing this knowledge, we can come up and rise up. We're not against the men either. So we share with them too, right? And the more we understand ourselves, the more they can understand us. Because there's always, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. (laughs) 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 We might have to do an episode on that one. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like and it's a lot of the time when we post we're also educate like we're going in deeper and we're really educating ourselves it's like an each one teach one type of um mindset so like the more like we're growing the more we're learning the more that we can teach so it's like we you know we know about like the conditions and everything but we're really going into the core and really learning how can we really help and what is it really and like connecting with other women who are experiencing things like endometriosis PCOS and then they're telling us their stories mm-hmm. and we're thinking okay wow like there's a lot of people that actually need help and how can we help yeah so as as Yoni as we grow Yoni grows other grow other people women grow and we just yeah that's that's a powerful magical energy because it's it's a co-creation of growth and transformation. I think you can't get any better than that. And I I know that you you ladies will thrive through this and more. And there'll be so many souls that benefit from it. And they'll, you know, that will help them thrive. So it's it's a very magical moment to yeah. to be able to talk to you. And I know that we will hopefully talk again on some other topics so we can maybe see how things are evolving on the Yoni divinity journey. But you know, the products like. So, because this is the thing, right? I said up front, I was struggling to get products. So I really feel that the time that you guys are going to market with this is just so relevant. And I know that you guys have this clinic. So I just wanted you guys to talk a bit more about 
what the services are in the clinic so that the listeners, our soul tribe, our divine feminines can learn more. I know it's based in London. So for our overseas um, listeners, just want to say you can look for other alternatives that um, are products, services that are provided in the US or other parts of Europe. They do exist. But I think you can get learn a lot from this episode that will give you that inspiration to find a relevant provider if you're not in the UK. Definitely want to mention that we're not just a service brand as itself. We are products and services. And for those who are overseas, our products can be shipped overseas. So you don't have to miss out on our personal products because for like, kind of like Sam said, and like you asked before and, and how it leads into the products. For us as well, we, especially my, me, myself, I've had a lot of yoni trauma whether it be trauma from childhood to uh, health traumas and things like that. And my um, health journey started with Dr. Serby himself, changing my complete diet. Wow. uh, Alkaline and organic diet. uh, Looking at the type of water I consumed, the type of fruit and vegetables I consumed, going away from certain products like dairy and things like that. And um, red meat yeah, as well and things like that so before Yoni Divinity even started just like Sam said we was already on our own individual but similar spiritual and health journey because like I said it's not just about the, the, the mental it's about the physical as well which led into how we was going to also bring this into create up that even down to the, the female uh, sanitary t- products we use are completely organic um, so it was how can we continue to bring this, not just the benefits, but also because there are quite a lot of different brands out there that are doing a similar thing, but also the health side of it. How can we continue to make sure that these are products that we would happily use ourselves, knowing how kind of clean we like to keep our own bodies in that yeah. sense? Um, and that's really kind of what came to the crux of developing the products itself understanding that not everybody can benefit from buying a whole load of products and not everybody maybe wants to necessarily hold a whole load of products in their house it's how can we continue to serve our women and make it inclusive to those women which came with the services coming along so that they could come and experience that as well as sometimes having that experience in your own home where sometimes the trauma is also standing doesn't allow you to escape from the trauma and really relax so coming into a place that allows you to escape from that as well is something that really kind of hit home for us too. You know, you said you said some gems, and I, I always focus when I have my guests, they they drop some serious gems, but Siobhan, like some gems there. The only trauma, like I've spoken about on previous episodes, childhood trauma, you know, emotional trauma. But the yoni can go through its own trauma, right? Wherever it, wherever it is, like those milestones, those experiences that each woman might have on her journey and we don't realize that that moment when you had to go have that checkup it might have caused you trauma you know or you had to have a biopsy or a coloscopy can't even say the word you know and those things and it scares a woman or the first time you got thrush and you had to go to the chemist and try and ask them for something that can be trauma related or the feeling the physical feeling like you said where you're your yoni is actually, it's not playing ball, right? You're like, yo, yoni, what's going on down there? Because I never saw that stuff before. Or you're irritating me or you're uncomfortable or it's 
painful to pee and stuff like whatever it is right you know if we don't realize that actually it might come and it might go but then the trauma can be held down there so I think that's a really good point and I love the point that you said that being able to just come out of the home because for some women and I have to say that I'm probably very lucky that I I, I'm happy to do your services at home but I want to come into the clinic by the way because I want to have the experience I was doing it at the weekend and I know a lot of the I put it on the page I did another steam and I loved it and I and I did it before I went out um Ooh. and yeah so I had I did it I did a steam I set it all up right around my bath um I put my salt bath did my magnesium and everything and I have like you know I'm into all of that the bath was ready and then I don't have a robe, so I put a sarong on because I needed something. And I, and I had the steam, so I've got the refreshment. So I put that and I had it, did the steam, then went into the bath and I just came out and then I got ready and went met a friend for a vegan dinner because I'm vegan. So I, I feel you, girl. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. So, yeah, but I felt so like, woo. And that night I came back and I was like, oh, I had a, such a nice, I just had a, that was like my self-care Saturday, you know? And it was beautiful. And I and I was like, okay, I need to do it this Sunday. Now I want to do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean, and it's important to take that time. But if 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 sometimes it's busy at home, the kids are running around and everyone's there, and you can't really you, imagine trying to steam in the bathroom and everyone's knocking on the door going, I need to go. <laughs> so so yeah, so being able to come to your clinic and, and so actually just about the clinic itself, what kind of experience. I've seen some videos, actually. So you can actually do the steam there, right? So um, when you come into the clinic, you have a consultation. So I also, I'm a steaming practitioner. I um, have a certification. Um, so we have a little consultation, you know, work out what the woman's needs are, what she wants to get out of steaming. And then we have, like, steam and sanctuary set up. Um, and then how the steaming session starts is we say some affirmations. So I will say an aff- aff- a sequence of affirmations and the lady will repeat it after me. And then we do some room breathing. And this is all while she's sat on the steamer. So we do some breathing, um, design like light into your um, human energy into your room. And then breathe in out and we do that a couple of times. And then there's music in the background, incense, candles. Oh, <laughs> I'm coming. With some fresh fruit. Yeah. Your choice. And then she's steamed for about 20 minutes, depending on her needs. So it'll be about, she'll be left for about 20, 25 minutes just to, you know, take it in. You, should, you know, they can have the, power repeat in the affirmations or do some like meditation or whatever they want in that time. Mm-hmm. That's not just music, it's the Yoni Divinity playlist. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. I saw a video where I think one you were preparing for a session, like, you know, and I saw the Palo Santo, I saw the vibe, and I was like, yeah, I need to come down. Where are you guys based again? Um, so you spoke about the Palo Santo. So before each session, I do cleanse energy in the room and after as well. Um, obviously, because there's a lot of energy that can be held in the room. Yeah. So I after but I'm cleansing this office all the time like constantly <laughs> energy. Comes in, I'm like <laughs> literally it's all behind me over here so we're on the same page I've got the palisanta I've got sage I've got frankincense I've got the whole shebang <laughs> I'm with you girls <laughs> yeah yeah and um, you're based in London right yes Poplar Devons Road 
Great. And um, in terms of booking, there is an online booking system, right? Mm-hmm. It's quite so, simple. Yeah, it's on our website, on our Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. It's on everything. Yeah. Great. And I've seen you've got some really like credible influencers, women that are a bit, you know, that have got a large following and they've been talking about the experience. So I think it's great because it gives women that haven't tried it the confidence, just a bit of a encouragement to consider doing something a little bit different, a bit more natural. I think it opens up the conversation because if you see your influencer who you're, you follow and, you know, you're, you're you're looking at them and seeing what they do, if you see them willingly and happily, openly discuss things like periods, yonis, it's going to allow them to go back with their friends and their colleagues and be happy to have those conversations as well. So, again, like Sam said, it's kind of breaking that, that taboo and... Yeah. You have to understand, I guess, in this day and age, it is the influencers and those that are going viral that are able to break these taboos. It is that younger generation Mm -hmm. because they are unapologetically themselves and we're here for it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. That's what's going to help women of all ages even just to be able to go, no, this is there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. embracing this and, you know, caring for my you know my yoni even when I was posting stuff up on the divine feminines page I know I've got guys following you know because it's not just we're not here just for women but I thought well you're gonna have to see it <laughs> you're gonna have to see because it's, 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 it's good for men to like be educated and be aware of things yeah. that happen because you know if they have a partner or you know a wife or like siblings it's good for them to know so that they're not like yeah. oh my god when they see stuff like my friend who's um whose partner's just he's found out she's pregnant we made a post on pregnancy and like different changes that you may expect you know whilst you're pregnant and I sent it to him I was like look read this he was like oh that's what that was <laughs> I was like yeah read it <laughs> that's so good and also men with daughters because there are you know there are single fathers raising their daughter there's also you know um parents that are separated and then the the daughter goes to stay with her dad and then you know she's going through that adolescent change or she's had her first boyfriend and all of that stuff right or she's further down the path all the parents are together like in my case and I just couldn't tell my dad and there were some very embarrassing moments let me not get into it but remember one time driving in the car and I had very heavy periods I'll say no more and he came in ballistic and my mom was like no, 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 no. She like, and my mom had to explain to her. She actually, I did suffer from very heavy periods as a child. And my mom said, you know, go easy on her. She's had a really hard day. She was driving and she was in a lot of pain. And I was, and I cried because I could hear him shouting because he didn't know. He thought I dropped cranberry juice or something, you know, in the car. So it's just like, you know, yeah, it's good to be able to educate our, our men as well to understand. And it, it makes for a better connection, doesn't it, through man yeah. and woman? Yeah. And men also need to kind of also be careful about what they put in themselves because <laughs> then we consume. So what they put in themselves, especially if it's a husband or a boyfriend, we are going to take that energy. So they want to think mm-hmm. about the energy they want to receive. One, <laughs> they want to think about as healthy as possible as well. You, you know, you'd want your mum, your wife, your sister, your, you'd want them to be healthy. So I think it's really important for men to actually join this conversation and understand the effects that they can also have mm-hmm. on women's bodies if they continue to look after themselves a bit more as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was actually speaking to a friend that's also quite vegan, alkaline. And she sort of said, you know, if you're with someone, and we were talking about it, if you're with someone that's not on that same diet plan, that's eating a similar way, and then you do exchange energy fluid, you might, and uh, women do talk about it, right? Like, oh, you know, uh, it was quite, because it, it, it's acidic. You feel, let me just say that. I don't want to say too much detail, but it gets, a, it, it's acidic and it can burn and it can hurt and it can irritate. And it's actually due to what's consumed in the body. So if one is more alkaline and one is more acidic, then the female's going to feel it that the man might not because he's offloading to the woman, put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, good point. Right. Yeah, here you go. yeah and then the woman's like what and I you know yeah so me and my friend were laughing and then you realize oh actually if you're schooled on these things okay now I need to get you to stop eating red meat or you need to be mindful you know otherwise you ain't getting the goods but (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah you're right Siobhan you're right ladies I, I agree so just in terms of you know why is feminine health important, but why natural remedies? Because I've had, so once I bought products from you guys and I was so, I was so excited. I told Joanna, who's also hosted this podcast with me. I was like, Joe, I got, I got, I've got the products. And she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you got to do it. You've got to tell me. She's done the pearl. She does the steaming and everything. She's the one that actually inspired me about it. She said, really, you know, do it, you know, Steph. So, so excited. But then I had told some other friends and then they were like, they were like, mm, I've read up about it and I don't know. And and I didn't feel that way. I felt very aligned to this. And the fact that, you know, Yoni is Sanskrit for the womb and it's traditional, ancient Indian and also indigenous African cultures have been doing this for hundreds of years actually makes me feel more comfortable with it, maybe because of my ethnicity, you know, um, but yeah, just wanted to pick your brains about, you know, natural remedies, these ancient traditions and why they are effective and maybe to debunk some of those those myths. I think even before we start with the yoni, because I'm going to definitely let Sam um, debunk some of those myths, because that's definitely something she's been working on recently as well. Um, but even before you look at the yoni, if you look at the NHS or just the, the healthcare system in general, not even the NHS, just the general healthcare system in general. There are so many things that are trial and error within the healthcare system. And again, what works for one person doesn't work for it for others. Me and, and Sam, we've both been through our own, like I said, healthcare journeys where we've tried the medicine, we've tried what the doctors have said, we've gone through the process. And something I suffered with, especially, it broke me down. It was basically choosing the medication that I felt was going to kill me or looking elsewhere. And for me, it just got to a point where I had to look elsewhere. And, and that's where Dr. Servi and understanding what I was putting in my body, what else was out there. Um, and for me, my issues, I cured through herbal remedies even though these are still issues that people are still till today going to the NHS to help them cure. Will I, do I, do I, am I going to sit here and say what, what um, helped me is going to help everybody else out there? No, because again, like I said, my body is different to Sam's body is different to your body. Yeah. But one thing I will say is science isn't always the answer. And people are so reliant on science and having to see something foolproof 
they forget that before science was even about, people were surviving on all these herbal remedies. This yeah. is how this was medicine before yes. medicine. So sometimes it's about going back to that source and understanding your body through that before you want to rely on something that's being man-made. Oh, you, you, you touch my soul massively because, and I don't want to go in deep with it, but there are reports coming out right now. And I'm one of the listeners actually will hear this, but she just like her mother is a mindful midwife. So she's a midwife on a holistic level. And there are reports about, and I'm going to say it, and I think you ladies are probably going to, already are aware, but with the vaccine, the imp, they have not tested it for the implications of a female's ovaries, the womb being pregnant. It's not tested fully. There is a direct correlation, which I heard just 10 minutes before I jumped on this. I swear on my life. And, and she was saying that there was this round table and the woman that runs around table, she's she's a holistic, you know, ex- expert. And um, there is a direct positive correlation of the increase in miscarriages and the in countries where with the same adoption of vaccinations within the female gender, right? And so that in itself is concerning. And I've also done some research, even the inventor of the mRNA vaccine, they did some, they actually had a podcast, they plot out. That the impact of the spike protein in the vaccine goes straight to the ovaries. What? And we want to give this to our children. Or, well, I don't want to, but they're, you know, why would you want to do something that's not fully tested and approved? And coming back to what you said, Siobhan, and then I want to hear what Savantha is going to say, but I just had to say this. Coming back to you, Siobhan, is like, yes, like we, I believe we were put on this earth, right? We're so abundant. We're connected to earth energy. We have all of it within and the earth's natural remedies. And if only we just really embrace that, I think we have everything we need. Pharmaceutical, big pharma, big giants. It's a money-making scam. Yeah. And watch how this NHS gets privatized. (laughs) Probably by the next time we speak, they're privatizing it already, which so... Yeah, you really touched my soul by what you said. And that's another reason why you can't go wrong when you... And I think for us, maybe for us, because we're women of colour, right? And we come from very strong women. I'm sure, you know, your grandparents, your ancestors, they've been through a lot. I I don't know your full ethnic background, but I know that you're women of colour, of course. (laughs) Probably African, Asian, West Indian, you know, indigenous cultures, right, that we come from. We didn't have that. And our our ancestors, our mother ancestors were doing that. And they lived long. They had 10 youths. They were bringing bringing up big families. There was none of these tablet, 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 injection, boom, boom, like none of that. So I just think sometimes you just got to go, let's go back and let's really go where the truth is. And I think there's a lot in our legacy that we don't really, you know, pay tribute to and really embrace now. but what you're doing and what you're saying, I think is, is, it's just beautiful. And then Sam, you know, I know you've got the debunking of the myth. So hit me. Hit me. <laughs> uh, like what a lot of people will do is um, they will read articles online and they'll be like, Oh my God, this is, this, that's what I can't, I'm not going to steam. But a lot of the articles online are just spreading false information and it's based a lot on speculation. It's not based on facts. 
Yeah. So that's what I find. And a lot of the articles will say things like, oh, doctors advise against it. There's no scientific evidence to back it. Now, regarding doctors, it's not in their syllabus. There's not anything within that doctors learn in medical school regarding Ronnie steaming and herbs. So doctors cannot advise on something that they're not trained on because if anything happens, it's against them. So what their first point of call is to say, you know, either I don't know anything about it or I'm totally against it. Whereas where we're coming from is actually seeing firsthand the benefits and effects from steaming. Um, yeah. So this is speculation. This is this is like what what Ronnie Steam has done for me. Like I know it's facts because it's done it. Yes. Um, and yeah. then there's a lot of women who were like speaking up and saying, you know, it's worked for me. But then obviously where the media can be the loudest voice, because as soon as you Google it, but, you know, I do urge people to look beyond that. Yeah. Because it's the same media that, you know, is pushing for the, the, the jab. Yes. 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 Um, but people would rather put that in their body than sit over herbs from the earth. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I, I said to I've met a few people and I said when you were growing up your parents said don't talk to strangers right mm -hmm. and also don't take food from strangers or don't be taking no sweets or nothing because you don't know what's in it but even the thought that just taking something for someone you don't know what's in it and so many of our population are not questioning not asking questions trying to see behind what is the ingredients what does that mean for my body actually do I need it and why not just be you can't go wrong if you go natural like you said sitting over some herbs it actually and they smell beautiful by the way I quite like the aroma and also something that other people say is that you know it's not it's not backed by science so it hasn't got any value now science is usually funded like science requires funding and interest and resources um and so obviously just because a practice is not being studied doesn't doesn't mean the practice itself has no value yeah. Um, so what ends up being studied is generally, um, for example, by the National Institute of Health. So, but that committee is filled up of mainly men who were aged over 60. <laughs> Caucasian men over 60 who are white. Yeah. And there's, a, a, there's an actual medical term for it, which I won't use, but there really? is a term. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's, you know, it's and it's no surprise that like only one percent of NHS funding goes towards studying women's health. Yeah. So basically, the topics that are covered by science that are just like you know investigated by science are the topics that you know that those that are funding have the most interest in. Yeah, and and I'm I'm not surprised that what gets what gets funded is aligned to a bigger bigger vision of. That's what they want to do. This can make more money. This can have more, you know, impact from a commercialization, capitalization standpoint. And th this is where the world world's going right now. You know, it's like a biomedical freaking warfare, but on humanity. You want to know about World War Four or World War Ten, guys? It's like happening to us if we're not woke enough or conscious enough. Some people don't like the word woke because it can be termed a bit different. <laughs> but not conscious and, and, you know, aware enough to do the research ourselves. So, Sam, I, like, you've made some serious points there. I'm going to ask you afterwards what that term is, Siobhan, because what's that term that they call? But, yeah, like, you know, if these decisions, and it's true, a lot of these decisions are being made by a, a group of individuals that are not representative of our communities, 
gender demographic profile, right? Yeah. So I do like I do urge people to try it for themselves. And yeah. For them and not and not just try it once. Be like, oh, I didn't like that, but actually give it a chance and see what it does. Yeah. Because uh, you know, one steaming once, you, you might just get like the initial benefits, which benefits, which is maybe the increased moisture, the softness. Yeah. But to have that real like long-term benefits you need to create a routine of steaming so does that so, mean I need to do it every week because I'm feeling to do it every week yeah you can do I do it every week Siobhan does it every week okay it's fortnight yeah it's entirely what what fits right with you but it also depends on what your goal is yeah and actually that that's what I want uh, there's a couple of things I want to pick your brains on so there's the pearls and I've got them and I'm like oh and, and they, this is kind of good. Yeah, the pearls. So I've got them and I need to use them. I want to do them. But what do the pearls do? And is there any advice on when to do the pearls and, you know, the impact? So the pearls itself work by kind of specifically creating a pill infect that draws all the toxins, um, bad bacteria, dead cells, old blood clots, mucus, if you've had any surgery or sperm that's left inside you like anything that's left there that should not be there that's affecting your ph it works by pulling that out so for example we get a lot of of messages and dms from women like i feel like it's like pushing (laughs) (laughs) and we're like yeah that's that's a good thing okay yeah it's really pulling all the toxins and for some people that push is going to feel heavier then, then for others, because it also depends on the amount of what you, what your womb has been through and the amount of toxins that you have. Um, and then when you remove and uh, extract the, the the pearl itself, you will see those toxins. So this is one thing we get some women, again, they, they send us pictures and they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's this? This came out of me. Oh God. They <laughs> <laughs> are... The toxins that are within you and you will feel the cleanliness and see the cleanliness from the lack of discharge the difference mm. in smell that the, the, the ph balance you will notice that your vagina is a lot cleaner mm-hmm. and it also in that way allows for the self-cleaning process to be a lot more frequent because it's not fighting against those toxins that were sitting yeah. in there yeah what's holding it up you've taken out your last pile you need for the last seven days to allow your body to purge so uh, like days, you might notice smells, whatever. That's just your body just cleansing itself, getting pearl. rid of it. So one pearl at a time, and then and then say so. When you do the first pearl, wait a week before another pearl, or oh no, you can do them. So to do a, a detox, no, go on, go ahead. Okay, so to do a detox, you put one pearl in for forty-eight hours. Once you've taken out, you have a twenty-four hour break. You do, repeat that again with the other two pearls. And then you allow, obviously, seven days for your body to purge. So sometimes you might pull the pearl out and there's nothing on it. Okay. But then your body might release after. Okay. So everyone's body works differently. Some people pull out the pearl and it's surrounded in gunk. It, everyone's is different. But generally, that's how the cycle is. But for like, so for a mini detox, you have the three pearls. And then for a um, full detox, you have six pearls. Okay. Three pearls per cycle. So okay. So, so th- leave in for forty-eight. Yeah. Take out for twenty-four. Yeah. And only three pearls per cycle. 
Yeah, got it. I think I've got the six, but I'm going on a retreat and I'm thinking, hmm, don't want to do it on the retreat because it's quite, it's like yoga, it's meditation. I'm doing Ayurvedic stuff as well. So maybe it's just too, I've got to talk to you about that as well on a separate note. But yeah, I don't want to do that at the same time. So I think I'll do a steam before the, the retreat. And when I get back, actually after the retreat, that's going to be a big cleanse on a physical cleanse. And then I might do the pearls. So I think it would be a good time. But obviously you can't do it when you're, but on your period, right? It has to be, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, that's cool. So just in terms of, because I know that the number of pearls and then coming back to the number of pearls and tips for different, um, you know, areas of concern for women. So like if they're wanting to conceive or they're actually pregnant, post-pregnancy, PCOS, fibroids, endometriosis, are there a few kind of advice tips you can give in terms of the, the the services the help that Yoni Divinity provides for these different areas if there's a few you want to highlight um so if like if someone's trying to conceive I'd recommend them steaming for like once a week up to a year before I'll do that <laughs> <laughs> to prepare your womb so it's at its optimum for when you're ready to conceive so I'd recommend steaming once a week so okay. that Things like endometriosis, fibroids, PCOS, I recommend once a week steaming as well. Yeah. You have if you have bacterial vaginosis, for that I'd recommend doing a full detox. But Speak after those, yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously you do three per cycle. Yeah. Um, once you've done your three, then I'd recommend like an intense seven days of steaming back to back. And then the next month repeat the same thing with the pearls. Um and yeah, so that's what I recommend for DV. I've had some clients who have suffered from DV, but they followed that and then they haven't had DV for months. So, metronidazole, no, girls. Oh, I remember that shit. Sorry. When I was younger, I think I had. Yeah, that's what it's called. Metronidazole. is all metronidazole does. Is it completely kills all the bacteria within your um within your room? It doesn't your vagina coming back. Yeah. So, but then what we do is we by doing the detoxing and the steaming, what you do is you create an environment that starves the bad bacteria and allows the good bacteria to thrive. Yeah. So that's what we want. So we don't want to complete, need bacteria in your vagina, but you need the good bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doctors will want to get rid of everything, and what happens is your vagina has um like muscle memory so yeah. when it's it will come back and it goes will come back until your body stops you stops um what's it called your body grows immunity to the antibiotics mm-hmm. but what we do with the herbs is as i said we create an environment that good bacteria will thrive yeah and then, and then your, your 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 um vagina is just that's what it is mm-hmm. and then you just maintain it with your steams mm-hmm. sounds good it sounds like okay we get the vip bacteria up in the womb do yes. the party and we kick yeah. out all those waste waste yeah. bacteria like later yeah I like that yeah barren <laughs> <laughs> for too long eventually that's when things start to happen and the BB no longer becomes BB it then becomes cystic ovaries cysts cervical cancer and that's when it starts to develop so mm. yeah like Sam said you want to create an environment to even stop these things from developing even further mm-hmm. yeah and and pregnant women I think just like anything else our main priority is the baby 
So yeah. in terms of anything steaming, pearls, we, we request that whilst you're pregnant, you do not use those items. Yeah. Because just your pH at that level is the baby's pH, and the baby will have a different pH level to you, and you also don't know the baby's allergies at this point. So you don't know what they're allergic to either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. However, with our scrubs and our soap, where those are external, you can still use those. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like I was pregnant women, you there's certain um, bath salts that you can use. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. So there's no issues there. Um, but yeah, the pearls, the the, the, the steam in, um, whilst pregnant, we say no. But as soon as you've had that baby, book your service, girl. We got yeah. you. <laughs> if it's post, um, postnatal care mm-hmm. and you're breastfeeding, you can't use the pearls or the herbs, but you can steam with just hot water mm-hmm. to help with the... Um, to help with the bring your uterus to bring it back together yeah. and help with the healing but obviously because we don't know how the herbs because the herbs go in and we don't know how they'll affect the baby so if you're breastfeeding you shouldn't you can steam with hot water but not with herbs and you shouldn't use the pearls Make, makes sense with breastfeeding it makes sense because also I think whatever you put in your body and you eat as well you have to be mindful of what you're eating because that is is forming milk in yes. it. yeah so it's very similar to that okay that makes sense and then with like um polycystic ovaries fibroids is there any specific advice there with that we just highly recommend the use of the product so polycystic ovaries and endo these are again separate issues but similar issues that sam and i have both suffered ourselves it would be different because again these uh uh, each of these issues have different stages just like fibrosis has four different stages so it all depends on the kind of stage that you're at where it's appearing on your room how big for example a cyst or something is yeah depend on how intense but yeah. we do say try and use everything so an example being i have like sam said we steam every sunday but i, I will have a self-care sunday routine so it will start off with like just like a facial I will make sure I exfoliate. So I'll use the scrub first. And because I'm in the bath already, I'll have the soak in the bath. After I've exfoliated, I'll steam like you would steam your face in a facial. After I've steamed, then maybe if I'm going through, you know, that cycle or I've just come off that cycle, that's when I'll use a pearl. Depending on if it's a month where my I know my cycle is going to be bad I might steam not just steam on a Sunday I might steam Sunday and Wednesday or just increase my intensity depending on what I'm going through through that month but I find it quite beneficial to use each product because each product has a different benefit which targets the different areas that my room needs during that time that's really helpful I have cysts on my left um ovary and they're gone now so, wow! Oh, I'm so happy to hear that I as well. Scan. I had a scan, and they were like, "Yeah, they're not here." So, and I believe that was through steaming, like having a routine of steaming. Yeah, the pearls as well that helped to clear that. Yeah, absolutely. I remember seeing. I had a problem about probably about seven years ago where I wasn't getting very regular periods and I didn't know what was going on. And there was a hormonal hormonal imbalance. They did an ultra scan. There were tiny cysts, but they were there. And they did say at the time, I, I did find that they didn't give any great advice, by the way, right? And then I met some women that actually went through it and then they were sharing help, you know? And a lot of what it was was like, no, also be careful what you're putting in your body and exercise. And I think, 
you can pop them, right? As well, like they can disappear, they can leave the body. And I think what you're saying is like, yeah, take care of the yoni. I think we have to be mindful of how we, we're exercising, we're allowing the body to release through exercise and through our respiratory system too, through the body, also what we're eating and how we're feeding our body as well. Uh, my my diet was awful at the time and uh, my weight was in, my weight was awful I put on a lot of weight I think it was around after my mum had passed so it, it was all around a lot of trauma I was going through but I know that they probably I haven't had the scan but I can feel that they've gone through a lot of like work of losing weight but in the right way of losing weight right you know mindful intuitive ways of eating exercising not diet I don't like to call the word diet I just don't think it needs to exist um we should enjoy what we want to eat and we should enjoy how we want to you know when we want to exercise and things and I think we should also be able to enjoy when we want to embrace you know time regular time to our yoni to to certain sensitive parts of our body temple right so it's how clean do you want your temple looking do you know what I mean I wouldn't have yeah. a house if it was an absolute mess so I don't want my body to be an absolute mess I think it's just the way you clean your house speaks volumes to make sure you keep your body as clean yeah yeah absolutely now this is these are really great points and I know that we could probably go on even more and I do want to have you ladies back on to talk about some of these taboo topics because they need to be embraced and spoken about so that you know the community of divine feminines can feel supported but before um yeah we close off I just want to thank you it's been such a great conversation. We were vibing on a really good level there. And I just enjoyed this chat. Like, it's, yeah, your energy is great. Um, you're beautiful souls. Um, so thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you too. And for all the listeners, you can follow Yoni Divinity on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Yoni Divinity, all one word. And very simply, you can check out their products www.yonidivinity.com so when the episode launches you'll see that we'll put all the information up but actually we share a lot of their their content on the stories and things like that and also when using the products I'm sharing the experience because I want other women to be inspired to be able to have the confidence to want to try these more holistic therapies and usually we end on a quote and um, before I joined the episode with you ladies I quickly pulled a card from a deck called Soulful Woman and I thought it was quite relevant so the card I pulled was inner wellspring I have an inner wellspring of love that luxuriously overflows with abundance that's perfect yeah right like caring for that inner wellspring and wellspring that creates an offspring exactly yeah 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 100% perfect And then we will end on a quote. Thank you again, ladies, for your love and light and your wisdom. A woman should always feel like spring, scented and arousing, a perpetual state of blossoming. Know that within your whole vessel, everything is corrected.